0: Shalom to all! Today's office, of Lamed. we are starting with the brand new parak. And today's office sponsors the Ilanishmas, Mars, Miriam, Sara, Basar, Biakev, Moshe, Her Neshama should have an Aliyah. And we're going to have somewhat of an introduction to this parak. Now, we all know that one has to take and shake the four species, the Arbaminim, on sukkahs. This is learned from the Pasuk Ulakachdim Lechem by Yema You should take for yourselves on the first day. Puriyat Hadar, Kapais tomorrow, Vanafet's Aves, Varey Nochal. Hadar, fruit of a Hadar tree, that's referring to an Esrig. Kapais tomorrow, branch of a date palm, that's a lulav. Anafet's Aves, branch or offshoot of the braided tree, talking about hadasim and arve nachal willows of the brook. That's our rabbis Now there are a number of factors that might prevent one from using one of the minim. We've already mentioned briefly in Chavzayin Amabay's that the word lachem in the pasuk teaches that it has to be yours and not someone else's. Now we're going to be learning about the Psalm of hadar, literally translated as beauty, teaching us that there are certain basic requirements that define a halachic standard of beauty. And another point: since the pasuk says lachem by harisha, and you should take for yourself on the first day, we learn that midai raisa one is only required to shake the arba minim on the first day. Of Yontif, all other days the requirement is only midrabanon, and therefore certain restrictions that apply to the first day do not apply to subsequent days. And lastly, this parak places a lot of emphasis on the different visual psulim of the arba Minim, and the opinions of the rishanim abound regarding the precise definition of each psol. What we're gonna be learning here is not necessarily according to Alma Farshim, and most certainly is not lemaisa. For that, you must as always ask your local rabbi, Rabbi Paisak, who is well versed in these laws. And so without further ado, the Mishnah says, "Lul of Yavesh a Luluf that was stolen. Or if it's dry, it is Now, if it's stolen, it's puzzle because it's not Lachem, it's not yours. If it's dry, it's not Hadar. Shal hasheira, shal irani if it's from an Asherah tree, which is a tree that was used to serve Avai that has to be destroyed. Or if it was from an Irani dachas, it's also puzzle. Now, if the majority of a city's residents served Avai it's called an Ir Everyone inside has to be killed and everything completely burned. So if this fellow gets his lula from there before it's burned, or as we said, from an Asherah tree, we view it as if it's not here at all physically. And he therefore does not have a lula at all, and the Gemara is going to do discuss this at length later on. The Mishnah continues. Let's say the tip of the lulav has been cut. Nifritsu alav, if it's leaves torn off of it, pussel, so then it's pussel. So let's just talk about the psulum of Yavesh, Niktam Raysha, and Nifritsu that we had just mentioned. So among the sheetas of what Yavesh, a dry lulav, is, it could either mean that it just lost some of its green luster, it could mean that all the leaves are dry, it could be that it's so dry that the leaves crumble, or that just the middle leaf is dry, but not any of the other leaves. Niktam Raysha, what's that? The tip of the Shedra, which is the spine, or that middle leaf, that's cut, or the majority of the Shedra was cut, or the majority of the leaves coming out of the shedra were cut. And nifritzu means that the leaves were torn off completely or at least partially. It could be that the leaves were split in half, and we're going to discuss these all in the Gemara. The Mishnah continues. nifer all of kasher. Let's say the leaves were separated, that's kosher, whereas Rabbi Hudaim he says they have to be tied on the top of the lulav. So what does nifridu mean? We have a nice little bit of information over here. Take a look at a palm tree, or if you don't have one to look at, you could just imagine one. You have the trunk with the little protrusions coming out of it and the wide leafy branches on top. So at first, a lulav grows out the top of the trunk facing upwards. If it's cut like that, then you've got yourself a lulav. If it continues growing, then the leaves begin to separate, spreading out wide, and the branch continues to grow sideways, and it becomes just a regular branch on the tree. Eventually, the branch hardens and dies, is cut off the tree, the stump of the branch becomes part of the trunk of the tree, hence those protrusions on the trunk of a palm tree. Now, do Olive is referring to a lulav that continued growing, the leaves started branching out already, and then it was cut. So, Tanakam hold if the leaves are still soft and can be tied up against a lulav, so it's kosher, where of holds it actually physically has to be tied up against Lulav. And the mission continues Tzine Harabarzel. Tzine is referring to palm trees. Harabarzel is of the Iron Mountain. This is an area in Arts Israel. Kishiris, they are kasher. Rashi says, even though the leaves are very short, nonetheless, they're still kasher. And lastly, we have in our mission, Lulav, Shesh, Bashlesha, Tvachim. If the Lulav has three tvachim, Kedelin, Aneaboy, enough to be able to shake it and wave it around, kasher, that's kasher. And the Gemara is going to discuss this at length. Now the Gemara says, kapasak Vatani, our Mishnah had stated a Psak bottom line that you are not allowed to use a Lulav. Pargezov hayavesh a dry or stolen lulav and we will learn from there lashanah b'antefrisha and lashanah sheni this is referring to both the first day of Sukkot and the second day meaning all the other subsequent days of Sukkot. now bishlam meyavesh hader einan v'leka we understand you're not allowed to use a dry lulav throughout the entirety of Sukkot because we have to have hader and this lulav is not hader ela but if it's stolen bishlam dechsev lachem mishel lachem we understand you're not allowed to use a stolen lulav the first day because the pasuk says so it has to be lachem on the first day ela why are you not allowed to use a stolen lulav all subsequent days of Sukkot? There's no soul of lechem the rest of Sukkot. You should be allowed to use a stolen lulav. So Amr Mishum Eichai he answers as follows: Lamed Amr on the top, Mishum to Mitzvah, Mitzvah Babbavera. It's a mitzvah that came by way of an avera, and you are not allowed to be yotz a mitzvah like that. Shememr says in the pasuk and you brought kabbunos that were stolen, lame, or sick. domi We learned from this pasuk that a stolen carbon is just like a lame carbon. Ma Just like if it's lame, there's nothing you could do to fix it up, and you're not able to bring that carbon. Even if it's stolen, there's nothing you can do about it, and you're not allowed to bring it as a carbon. It doesn't make a difference if it's before or after Yesh. Now, Yesh is a concept we have not yet encountered, and since the main soya of Yesh or Yush is found in Baba Kama, we will not be focusing too much on it here. Now, the basic concept is that when a person loses an object or it was stolen from him, he's still considered the owner until he is Miyayish. He gives up hope of ever getting it back. Generally, we say that Yesh occurs when he says, Woe unto me for my loss of money. Or something of that sort. At this time, the ownership of the object can be transferred to someone else. So we're saying a person is not allowed to bring a stolen carbon, and it doesn't make a difference if the owner was Miyayish already. And we understand the person is not allowed to bring a stolen carbon before the owner was Miyayish. The Pasuk tells us, Adam The Torah says, A person that brings from you, the and this carbon is not his, it doesn't belong to him, it still belongs to the original owner. But if he's bringing this carbon after the original owner was already Miyayish, he should have already acquired it, he should be kind it by way of the yish of the original owner. Why is he not allowed to bring this carbon? It belongs to him halachically. El must be mishum t'havali mitzvah baba It's a mitzvah baba vera. He's doing a mitzvah that came by way of doing an avera of stealing this animal. And even though halachically the animal belongs to him, he is still not allowed to bring it as a carbon. So to over here, even though this lulav might belong to him, he still is not allowed to use it because it's a mitzvah baba And that's even the rest of sukkahs, not only on the first day. And a similar drasha. Maydach "What's on the pasuk? For I am who loves this. I hate robbery with a carbon island. Why is it that we have to talk about robbery specifically with a carbon isle? It's a parable to a king of flesh and blood. He's passing through the toll booth. He tells his servants to pay the toll. They ask him, All the tolls, all these taxes, they belong to you. It's just going to end up being given back to you. So why are you paying it? told them, I want all passers by to learn from me. And they're not going to try to avoid paying paying this toll, paying this tax, since I paid it, even though it belongs to me, they should for sure pay it. So to Hashem said, I am Hashem that hates robbery when it comes to an oila. My children shall learn from me and they shall stay far away from stealing. Even though a carbon oil is completely mine, it's burned and it's totally given to Hashem, it was mine as a carbon oil, and it's mine even before as a carbon oil because everything in this world is mine, says Hashem. Nonetheless, a person has to stay far away from stealing even when it comes to a carbon. And Itmar Nami says, the Gemara we have a similar halacha to the one we started out today's Gemara with. Amravami he says Yavesh pasul a dry lulav is pasul bnei she ain't hader. That's because it doesn't have hader. It lacks the beauty. Gazel pasul a stone lulav is pasul mishum the haveli mitzvah Baba avera. It's a mitzvah baba avera. Uplead Rav Yitzchak. This is not like Rav Yitzchak. Then Rav Yitzchak bar Nachmanini Shmuel he says loy shanu el b'yantef You are not allowed to use a stone lulav on the first day of Aval Avol b'yantef sheni on yantef shani all the subsequent days of yantef mitach shi yotze Since you're yotze with a borrowed lulav yotzei nami You're also with a Stolen lulav. But now Master of Nachem he asks a question from our Mishnah. The Mishnah says, Lulav Hagazav Ayavesh Pusl, a stolen lulav and a dry lulav is Pusl. And we can infer from there, Hashaul Kasher. However, a bar lulav is Kasher. Now, Amos, what time period is our Mishnah talking about? Eliam Beyantif Rishon, if you want to see the Mishnah talking about the first day of Yantif, Haksiv Lachem. It says in the Pusik Lachem, it has to be yours, Misha Lachem, Vahai Lav dehu, And this does not belong to him. A bar lulav doesn't belong to him. So you're not allowed to use a bar lulav on the first day. El Olav, must be Beyantif Shani. Our Mishnah is talking about the second day. Of Yantif and all subsequent days, Vikatani Gazel Pussel, and nonetheless, our Mishnah said that a stolen lulav is Puzzle So we see that you are not allowed to use a stolen lulav even throughout the rest of Sukkot, not just on the first day. So Amar he answers that's not a question. La Really, our Mishnah is talking only about the first day of Yantif, Vlemi Baya and the Mishnah's is Shaul. The Mishnah doesn't even have to tell us that you're not allowed to use the borrowed lulav. The Lavdi Dehu, it doesn't belong to him. But when it comes to a stolen lulav, Eimai might say that whenever dealing with a case of Gzeila. Of stealing, so that already has Yush Bailam. The original owner already gave up hope, Uchidi Daydomi, and it's considered like the thieves, and he's allowed to be Yootse Yischiv with that. Kamash and the is that he's not Yootse Ishiv the first day with a stolen Lulav. However, it's very possible that all subsequent days he is yoti's Ishiv with a stolen Lulav. And more about stolen Arba Minim. Armalahu Ravunulhanu Avankri Huna told these Avankari, these were Jewish merchants that were always involved in selling this and that sorts of knickknacks and different things. And of course, when Sukhis came around, they were always the one that were selling Minim. So he told them as follows. When you purchase hadasim from the idol worshippers that grow them and sell them, you should not be the ones to actually cut them off the tree. Let them cut it off the tree and then they'll give it to you. Now, my time why is that? Because standard idol worshippers, they're going to steal land. And that means that the land that they're sitting on right now is actually Jewishly owned land. Land can't actually be stolen. It always remains the property of the original owner, even though someone's squatting on it. And therefore, only once something is actually detached from land is it considered stealing it from the owner. So back to our case, even though the Jewish landowner was already miyayish from anything growing here, the official act of stealing it and transfer of ownership can only take place once the hadasim are cut. Therefore, the yid should not cut the hadasim and be the one to steal them. Rather, continues Rav Huna, let them cut them down. Ki so the official yish of the owners should happen in their hands vishinu and therefore the official transfer of ownership should happen in your hands and therefore you don't have something that's considered stolen. They're the ones that stole it and you've legally halachically acquired it. But the Gemara asks on Rav Huna saf, saf, at the end of the day ki even if the Vankari themselves cut it Lihavu so we'll say that the Yish Bailam happens in their hands Vishinu and the official shinu transfer of ownership happens in their hands. Who's their hands? The person that comes to buy the hadasim. So the Yid that buys the hadasim, he's the one that officially acquires it. He's using it in his lulav and it's okay for him because now he has has the official transfer of ownership happened by him and that's okay he's not considered having something that's stolen the Gemara answers we're actually talking about the Hashan is the Hadassim of the vankri themselves and therefore they can't cut it and use it themselves the Gemara asks why not they should be able to be kind of with Shinoi Maise there's an actual change in the Hadas itself now what's this talking about so if one stolen didn't act to it that changed it he now has acquired it that's called Shinoi Maise and he would only pay its value to the owner and doesn't return the original object for example if he stole a piece of wood and made a chair out of it, he only pays the value and doesn't return the object. So, to here, when he binds the hadasim in his lulav, that's considered a shinoi maisa, and he should be cutting it like that. So, we have one of two answers: either kasavar we say that Rav Huna holds lulav and tsarch eged, that halachically all the minim of the lulav do not have to be bound together, and therefore, even if he does bind them together, that's not considered like he halachically changed it, and therefore, there's no real shinoi maisa. And v'imtim sulaymer, even if you want to say lulav tsarch eged, that it does have to be bound halachically together, still shino this is considered a shinoi, which is going to revert back to its original state. When he unties the binding, when he takes off those lulav rings, so his hadas is like it was originally, and he didn't actually change the hadas itself. And vishinui hachaz libriyasehu, something that's going to return back to its original state, that's not considered a shinui, and therefore, he's not going to be kainate like that. Vigmar continues asking, he should be kainate with Shinu hashem. Now its name has changed. We know that if someone steals something, and when he stole it, it was called one name, and now it's called a different name. It's considered like he was kainate, and he only has to pay its value to the owner. So over here also it changed names. How did it change names? The Meikar Havale Asa. Originally it was just called an Asa, which means a myrtle branch. That's what it was called before he used it in his Lulav. The Hashta, and now what is it called? Lamidalfamidalf on the top? Hashana it's called a Hyshana. That's because since he binds it in his Lulav and he used it for a so it's called a Hashana So now it has Shinu Shame and he should acquire it like that. The Gemara says no, Meikar Nami La Asa Hyshana Karule. Even originally, before it ever becomes part of a Lulav, it's still called a Hyshanah people refer to it as a hishana because they're going to be binding it up with their Lulav and using it for Hashanas Therefore, there's no Sheinu Hashem, and that's why Ifuna had told them that the Nanju should be the one to cut it and only then give it over to the avant-kri. We're going to stop here for the day, pick up tomorrow with discussing more Sukkah-related things that were stolen, but for now, everyone should have a wonderful day.